Good evening, it's November 9th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. Well, the great red wave that was predicted with the Republicans sweeping to victory in the House turned out to be a little more than a ripple. It looks like the Republicans will get the majority, but it'll be a slim majority, and it'll be difficult for Kevin McCarthy to control some of the ultra-conservatives in the House. But let's look at who some of the winners and losers were. The first winner has to be Ron DeSantis. His overwhelming victory in Florida shows that he is a player in Republican politics and catapults him right up to the top when we look at who might run in 2024 for the presidency. My big loser is Donald Trump. Trump came into this with a lot of huff and puffing and endorsing candidates, and over and over, the people that he endorsed to win primaries, which ended up being weaker candidates, turned out to be losers when it came to the general election. In New Hampshire, General Bulldog was a weak and ineffective candidate who bought into Trump's election was stolen from him BS. Chuck Morris, the former president of the state Senate, would have been a much stronger candidate against Maggie Hassan. Down to Pennsylvania, where he came in and, and endorsed Dr. Oz. Now today he's blaming his wife for that endorsement. Come on, Donald Trump. You don't blame your wife for your mistakes. The facts are David McCormick probably would have won that race by six, maybe seven points. Far better effective candidate. Go out to Arizona. Blake Masters, not going to pull it off against what was ultimately a very vulnerable Democrat in Senator Kelly. Mark Kelly's been invisible in the Senate. But the other two candidates, Lamont and Bergovich, would have been stronger candidates. Over and over, Trump interjected himself into primaries, got a weak candidate, and Democrats sensing that backed the, with money the candidate Trump was endorsing because they know they were getting a weaker candidate. Now, there's still a chance the Republicans could pull out a win in the Senate. It looks like it's going to be 50-49 Republicans, assuming that Adam Laxalt hangs on in the battle, which looks like he will. And that means we're going to have a runoff in Georgia, probably a billion dollars spent in the last month. But there's an interesting anomaly there if you look at it. Uh, the vote totals for Stacey Abrams and Raphael Warnock are pretty much the same, and yet Governor Kemp outpolled Herschel Walker by 200,000 votes. Now, a lot of those went to the Libertarian candidate, and they'll have to decide where they're going to go in a runoff. Some just didn't vote in the Senate race. So it's going to be up to Governor Kemp to marshal his voters and pull Herschel Walker across the line. It's not going to be easy, but it can be done. And I hope he will get his voters out to give Republicans that 51st seat. It's critical that they control the majority, in my opinion. Uh, so what are some of the other winners and losers? Obviously, abortion was a winning issue for Democrats. It motivated suburban women in some cases, and it's an emotional issue. Uh, Republicans tried to make it about crime, inflation, and that, and they were successful in some parts, others they weren't. It's going to be interesting to see how this turns out and what will happen with Joe Biden. Will he pivot and try to work with the Republicans in the House? My guess is no. I'm going to, unless the Republicans get that 51st seat in the Senate, he's going to double down and keep trying to push his agenda. Now, it's not going to go anywhere with split government. Now, what the end result of that is going to be, we're going to look forward to 2024 and who is climbing up the ladder. Will Joe Biden run again? I don't know. I think after last night, he's going to want to. Will Donald Trump announce he's going to run here later in the month? 
I wish he wouldn't. If he was a true Republican, he would realize my time has come. It's gone. I'm going to get back now and help other Republicans. And interestingly enough, he had $100 million in his war chest. Didn't spend any of it on helping fellow Republicans. So I don't want to hear him tell you how he's such a leader. He's a weak, ineffective leader. And then blaming his wife for the debacle in Pennsylvania. Come on, Don, as I said. You don't blame your wife for things like that. We're going to have to get forward for the next two years, regroup, and find a strong candidate. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.